0: How'd good. you like the food overall? Was it good? It was good. We I wish there was more. Was it wait, yummy? wait,
1: we had phone phone. We had food from Vex's mom. There's still a brownie over here. What did we have? Let's give a shout out to Vex's mom. Shouts out. You know the pasta salad was the best, and I'm a pasta salad person. It was the best pasta salad I've ever had. Yeah, it honestly. was a Southwest pasta salad
0: with mm. roasted corn very tasty jalapenos oh and it was there was cilantro that was no, that's right parsley in place of mayonnaise she used this like avocado stuff that she made it like was chipotle superb. lime avocado it was superb. Eat, like, dip or whatever
1: very tasty now, what's your
0: mom's name shouts out to lisa what's going on lisa, lisa
1: shouts out Shouts out. I know you're listening to you Lisa. Lisa.
0: Thanks, yeah, like, you better be right. listening. <laughs>
1: Damn. Sorry. Oh, my I, I tell you what, my parents. I need to give my, her an incentive
0: I, to listen. I, I, and if I name drop her, she'll be like, I'm gonna listen to this episode. I bet
1: I bet my parents are listening too. I bet they listen every now and then. And I bet like my dad especially is listening and grimacing really hardly. It's like that's my son. If my dad is listening, stop listening. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off. You're not welcome. Don't here. listen. Oh, we should put up a sign. Dad's not Reaction, Stay out of my room. <laughs> reactionary dad's not welcome. I mean, yeah. I Bad mean, dad's not welcome. Shouts, Only good dads.
0: shouts out to all the good dads, the cool dads, the uh, car epic car dads, the mustache. Wait, we dads. got a we got a <laughs> the we got the barber dad. A, red a good dads, dad over here. The red
1: dad. Red dad. Red dad. Redemption. We got, we got a red dad. There we right go. On red daddy here. Red daddy-o. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've got a kid. He's Alexander. Alexander, <laughs> oh, you're awesome. Oh, God. Oh. No way. Alexander shouts out to you, man. Keep yeah, your going. kid's pretty cool. Alexander, if you're listening, uh, right. I'm going to be He's you right. at soccer. Oh, my gosh. You wait know wait what? a second. You know what? hey. What's going on? Why are
0: you guys talking about soccer so much?
1: Oh, uh, we have a PSL soccer and friends thing. Going wait, on right
0: how now. come I wasn't invited? Oh wait, you I was invited. invited. I just didn't go. Should so can-
1: Alexander's playing, and man, he's hanging tough in there. He gets he gets on the ground a lot because you know actually Will's very competitive, and uh, so are some other people, myself included. And uh, you know Alexander, I play soccer with him down at the park a little bit, and he falls a lot. You know he he gets very emotional, and he, he you know when he goes down or whatever, he cries a bit. Well, it's because he know, sees he those pro players. Though. They I do know that. They do that. It's totally true. But you know what he did yesterday? He was playing with his friends and he was getting knocked out about a little bit because he's six and the people he's playing with are like nine, 13, you mm-hmm. know, he he hangs in there pretty well. But yesterday he was getting knocked down and the kids are like, you all right. Because, you know, he's the smallest kid, you know, and he's like, yeah, fine. I'm tough. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at him like, nice. Wow. Like yesterday that and then today that I mean, wow. Human beings, you know, capable mm-hmm. of lots of stuff. Yeah. You know? All of a sudden he's just like I'm not going to cry about this. He got hit in the head too and he's like I'm not crying about this. I'm tough. <laughs> I'm like all right. Congratulations. But you can let it out if you want. Just know that Alexander. I do I say that and I say but also you just want to think about it. you're you're on the pitch and you're it's a competition you you need to think about like exactly how you want to come across to the other players, you know what I mean, on your team or whatever. Um just be considerate about that and but man he's just like I'm tough. I'm like all right. I totally said that, back, so I totally said you can, you don't need to. Oh, I wasn't.
0: I, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't critiquing you or anything like that. I was just, you know, saying. Well, I
1: can be kind of a tough dad, honestly. <laughs> I'm not an easy dad. I have high expectations. Well, you've got
0: a big, big smile. What's on your mind? I'm just laughing.
1: <laughs> I'm just having a good time. All right, episode fifty-seven.
0: Episode fifty-seven. System Podcast. My name is Vax Humana, and I'm joined by my co-host, John
1: Beecham. Wait, are you recording? We're recording. We recording. All right, well, let me um, let me get ready. Let's go. Are you ready? Mm,
0: ready. Okay. And our engineer, Will. Hello. Hello. Hello,
1: Will. Hi. Yeah, good.
0: Crashing the System is- re- Are you ready? I think so. Yeah, okay, sorry, Rex. Crashing the System is recorded in Chicago's Albany Park neighborhood home to one of the most diverse, working-class, and immigrant communities in the U.S. Produced by Answer Chicago and the Chicago branch of the Party for Socialism and Liberation, we here at Crashing the System bring you progressive movement news,
2: views, and analysis from a fighting, independent, political perspective. On today's show, we will be speaking with the prairie communist Don Gross about our continuing Let Out Now campaign. And in News and Views, we will be covering a number of points on Trump's racist attacks and racism over the years. It's but quite a lot. I it bet. is a lot. But first... I'm ready. Here's... It. <laughs> but first, here's co-host
1: and Answer Chicago coordinator, John Beecham with an editorial. He's ready. If you need any better indictment of the political system in this country... What better indictment could there be than Trump's recent white supremacist and anti-communist offensive? What better indictment can there be than the fact that Dem leader Pelosi enabled Trump's racist attack by herself opening up the attacks against the squad? At a time when children are being held in camps, when there is a mass movement to close the camps, we have Democrats and Republicans uniting to fund the ICE Gestapo. What better indictment can there be of the system that even the squad is woefully, politically inadequate when it comes to holding a firm line against things like imperialism and Zionism? As Trump dangerously escalates the racism, imperialism, sexism, and homophobia to get elected and make a grab for more power, as his rhetoric encourages the resurgence of racist violence intrinsic to this country— The Democrats are still trying to beat that American exceptionalist flag-waving Russia dead horse. Encouragingly, however, many workers and oppressed people are really not listening to the Democratic leadership anymore. The masses are seeking new voices. So, we must go on an organized propaganda offensive against the likes of Trump and Pelosi and the entire capitalist class. In that vein, I'm going to read the opening paragraphs of Brian Becker's new article entitled Trump the Magician, the Real Function of Racism and Xenophobia. Here's the opening paragraphs of the article. Donald Trump is a con artist. He is practicing one of the oldest tricks in the book, borrowing a page from every magician who seeks to fool and dazzle their audience by distracting their attention at a critical moment in the act. Trump's trick of choice has a long history in the United States, not to mention in fascist Germany and Italy of the 1930s, but it has made its way back to the living theater of modern-day politics. Trump said he would, quote, make America great again, unquote. In 2015 and 16, he portrayed the country as one of carnage, ravaged by crime and suffering, and presented himself as the only one who could turn it around. Now he wants to say that he has succeeded. His new campaign slogan is, quote, keep America great, unquote. But for millions of Trump voters, especially poor and working class whites, life is no better now than in 2016. Trump, the magician, cannot leave that audience disappointed nor let them in on the great deception. So he has waved his wand and caught their eye by introducing something new, or actually something quite old. Trump's carefully chosen racist tirades against our first-term congresswomen, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Pressley, Rashida Tlaib, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez borrows a tactic used over and over again throughout history. Politicians whipping up white people into a racist frenzy is not new. Lynch mob culture is as American as apple pie. It has been going on for hundreds of years. During the past 50 years, the U.S. ruling class put this tactic on the back burner out of fear that it would destabilize the whole empire from within as the black population would rise in rebellion and lead broad sections of society into struggle against the state, as happened so frequently during the 1960s. The rulers publicly disassociated from Klan-style racism in favor of other forms of social control and institutional racism. The reckless Trump, has rejected this way of doing things in favor of his narrow focus on getting himself re-elected. Again, you can read the rest of this article on liberationnews.org. Go there now.
3: Crashing the System needs your support. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to contribute to the real resistance, then please go to patreon.com crashingthesystem system and become a monthly patron. You can also donate on PayPal at answer at chicagoanswer.net and Crashing the System podcast on GoFundMe. Every single penny you contribute will be used to crash this racist, sexist, homophobic system.
0: And now it's time for news and views. And before we get into the meat and potato of this edition of news and views, we actually have three announcements.
1: The first is an article on what's happening in Puerto Rico. We want to give a massive shout out to the people of Puerto Rico. There's still a lot of work to be done, but they've, uh, they've chased out a governor and uh, they've chased out a governor on a progressive basis. And that's really, really, really good news, not just for the people of Puerto Rico, but for the people of the United States and the world. Our newest article uh, at the time of this recording is entitled, Puerto Rican unity drove out Rossello, next up La Junta and colonialism. We also wanted to point out that on Liberation School, there is an article commemorating the 1919 Seattle General Strike. It's called Workers Run the City, the Seattle General Strike. And again, that's on Liberation uh, School. Uh, You can Google Liberation School. I believe it's liberationschool.org. The third thing uh, we wanted to mention is that here in Chicago, and we entreat people from the Midwest who are close enough to join us for this, we are going to be holding a special forum on Women's Equality Day 2019. That uh, forum and community march, actually, it's going to be on August 24th. It's entitled Women's Liberation Now Forum and Community March. Um, We're going to hold a forum with excellent speakers and discussion, and then we're going to have a community march where we're going to have English and Spanish placards and perhaps banners that we, uh, the Albany Park neighborhood here is where where we're going to have the march. Um, This is an immigrant community, so we're going to have bilingual placards and banners. We're going to have a bilingual speak out at the Kimball Brown Line stop, and we're going to march around Albany Park with literature um, and try to not try, but we're going to be uniting the struggles of uh, women and immigrants and LGBTQ people. Uh, Because to be honest, like those are, you know, those are principally the three communities that are under, I mean, all oppressed communities and workers are under attack right now and have been for a while. But, um, you know, those communities are under concerted attack. So join us. It should be actually a great, a great day. Um, Actually, it's going to be an awesome day. Uh, You can find out more information uh, on the PSL Chicago Facebook page. Um, which is just PSL Chicago on Facebook. All right, those are my three announcements. Awesome. So we're going to get... Did right- I do okay? I
0: think you did great, John. Okay. Um, so today's news and views is going to be a little different. We've got kind of a culmination of the repercussions of a Trump presidency and the stuff that came prior to that that's affected the present. And this is happening for a while now, but we had recently a U.S. citizen that was uh, detained for 23 days in an ICE detention facility when, in, in in really wretched concentration camp-like conditions, um, sleeping on a cement. His name was Francisco Irwin Galicia, and uh, just awful. He lost several pounds; significantly, lost a substantial amount of weight. And um, th- this is what we wanted to talk about too, because we this is a part of a larger trend that's been going on uh, for since two thousand three into the present. Uh, and how how did we want to relate this, John, to what's uh, um, the fight back?
1: Well, I mean the, the sort of theme of this news and views is the fact that uh, you know Trump's escalation of his racist rhetoric of his white supremacy of the you know even the anti-socialist rhetoric, which is quite pronounced um, is uh, you know kind of I mean dangerous in a way I mean it's it's a, in other words, he's been allowed to get to this point like the administration has been allowed to get to this point where in a re-election bid, he's launching all Trump and the Trump administration are launching all these different attacks. And really if we're to look at the political establishment, the news media, the Democrats, especially the democratic leadership, I mean, what are they really doing? What are they really doing in response? And we're just trying to highlight, um, these different aspects to point out that this is, and it, cause it might even for a lot of people, it might even be like, Oh, Trump has been in office for a while, you know, there's nothing we can really do, or the establishment, establishment is not gonna do anything. But look, um, as long as Trump and who he is, the charlatan in many ways, is in office, I mean, the, the sort of, the things we're confronting in terms of especially racism and sexism, sexism and homophobia and all of those communities, immigrants, Muslims, I mean, they're going to get worse, not better. I mean, this is something we perhaps predicted But um, we really need to be focusing on this, paying attention to this, and going into struggle around these issues. So, because they're not, it's not just like Trump, Trump, Trump. It's these issues. That's the whole point, right? Absolutely. And uh, Galicia even said, too, he was pulled
0: off the street and he was not given the right to attorney. You know, they're just pulling folks off. And this is a a long-running thing that's been happening, too.
1: I mean, it's, yeah. And it's not the first time it happened. It happens all the time. I mean... You know, the, the Roundup, the, the ICE Gestapo, the deportation machine, it's just, it's racist. And it's a, it's a racist offensive that the entire ruling establishment has been enabling for decades as a way to get at all workers. And it's just intensified now in this period of more turbulence. And I'm glad that you brought that up,
0: John, because that actually relates to our next sort of topic here. Um, the Supreme Court giving the thumbs up on the on Trump's border wall.
1: Yeah. I think it's $2.4 two point four billion dollars. Two point five. Two point five. The Trump regime was um, of the military budget was planning to spend on the border. And the news this morning is that the um, the Supreme Court has given the go ahead. It's in litigation. I mean, it's in the courts or whatever. And the the Supreme Court actually stepped in and said um, during the the legal proceedings that the administration can go ahead and use the money. Well,
2: in the Pentagon. Yeah. I mean, they regularly don't pass audits or don't even do audits and they lose money. And like, so they've approved this funding. So once it gets start started, you know, like who's, who's actually going to know like how much they're actually going to spend
1: totally. Yeah. We don't have no idea. And the thing here is like, uh, there's no, um, there's no problem at the border. It's totally manufactured. There's no money that needs to be spent on walls or anything like that. I mean, immigrants are not, a threat to the United States. They're not our enemy. They're not working people's enemy. This is, this is just simply, and we've said this many times on this podcast, it's just part of the racist offensive of parts of the ruling class and, and ru- a ruling class that is, is going along with it right now for, for to a large extent to really cement their power and enrich themselves and to keep the working class. I mean, it's, I'm just being kind of straightforward sure. about it. It's just an escalation of keeping the working class divided And whipping up parts of the population against immigrants and having them feel like they're winning something by getting border funding and keeping out uh, people of color, people from uh, the rest of the Americas and beyond and and to your point earlier john this total void
0: lack of an actual resistance from the democratic party this desire yeah. to do to, to be a pragmat a pragmatic white supremacist force you know this idea right, that right. like oh a border wall doesn't make any sense because more, more people are just flying over here and overstaying their travel visas or something yeah. to that yeah. effect you know what i mean and they'll f- like their resistance boils down to oh we're not going to give him the exact number he Wanted, you know, we're not gonna give him seven billion, we're gonna give him two point five billion. But as Will said, you know, they don't audit it, so they could use however much they want.
2: You know, it doesn't matter. Well they also I mean, they like to keep up appearances, so once something is started, are they just gonna let it stop and embarrass themselves? No. That's not gonna happen.
1: No, they don't often do that. They don't often do that. I mean sometimes they do that. Let me say this, let me interject this though, however. Um there is resistance against the attacks on immigrants and the big demonstrations that happened just recently. And there's probably going to continue to be activity around this. I mean, that's kind of significant because really everything is being sucked into the 2020 elections and things like Russiagate and the spectacles in Washington. Do you know what I mean? Um, and the fact is there's still an on the ground resistance. There's still a desire to do something about um, what's happening. And the, you know, the, the questions, the problems here, the contradictions are not going to be solved uh, by any of this. They're not going to be solved by the border wall. They're not going to be solved by electing a Democrat or any of that stuff. They're going to be solved by a genuine resistance of the people, which, which you know, I mean, we can't predict when that's going to resurge. But I, 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 I'll be honest. I mean, I'm fairly confident that how much longer can people go on um, without there being a resistance, there is one caveat here, though. Really, what needs to happen is there needs to be, um, you know, a massive amount of solidarity with immigrants. There needs to be a propaganda campaign to counter, um, you know, sort of the the campaign against immigrants, which is so deep, so deep. So we kind of have to go to we kind of have to go to war in that way. We kind of have to go to war in that way, like and just do whatever we can um, to be in solidarity with to be with immigrants to be with people under attack right now. Absolutely.
0: And we were talking about this earlier prior to recording the podcast, but you said that Joe Biden, he yeah. wants to bring us back to the uh, kind right, of Obama right. era policies right, right. of expanding ICE. And can you say, can you can well, you tell us what's that. wrong with it? Well, I'm well, here to say that, that, but
1: he said he wants to bring us back to before Trump. Right. And that's Biden's whole campaign. Let's go back to before Trump. But that's going to do nothing. I mean, the problems that we're facing right now, they certainly they've been escalated in some ways, but they're a product of decades. Absolutely. and Clinton Bush, Obama, before that, Reagan, they're all culpable. it's It's not Trump in that sense, going back before Trump is not going to actually solve any of this. Like the immigration deportation machine has been in progress for almost thirty years now. the building up of nonstop raiding of people's homes, neighborhoods, and workplaces. Uh, imprisoning people in cages, children, yes, but not just children. Millions of people, millions upon millions of people over that time, and deporting them, by, you know, treating them like criminals because they're human beings looking for work or just trying to survive, and or just seeking asylum, and then sending, and then you know, a whole process of sending them back. Right? I mean, that itself is a product of of the the stage of capitalism, the capitalist stage we're in, right, where. The, the increasing globalization and the concentration of wealth and the, and the U.S. imperialism going on the offensive has led to this massive immigration and refugee crisis, which is a major, major problem that going back before Trump to Obama, the deporter in chief, for example, right, right. is in no way going to solve and and that's the thing maybe there won't be great struggle until after the 2020 election maybe there'll be great struggle before but these contradictions require struggle and we need to be in preparation we need to be in the struggle we need to be learning how to strategically as revolutionaries intervening in the in this in the what's going to be not just this mass movement right but mass movements and beyond that we need to seek a way to unite all the mass movements Absolutely. We need to seek a way to unite all the mass movements because the 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 problems we're facing are related. Yeah,
2: well, I I mean I just I'm just thinking about the whole like going back before Trump thing, and I mean you said deporter in chief about Obama. I
1: mean when I saw Biden was saying it, I kind of laughed. I mean, is yeah. he really? Well, I mean, who was before Obama?
2: You know, we had Bush, and right. like what is what do people think about when they think about the 9/11 era? Like that's, <laughs> I mean that's just like security state central right there. Right. Like, you, I mean, they were
1: they were censoring songs on the radio. Like, you couldn't... <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. War go, Pigs yeah, by we, Black Sabbath we need to was go, too much. We need to
1: go back to a more secure police state than the one we have now because Trump is not really a good top cop. Well, yeah, I mean... And, you, I, and, and I... Yeah. Joe Biden. Just I want to go back to what is the, his name? Friendly Joe? What uh, is
2: it?
0: What Bi- whatever? <laughs> what Biden wants is he wants a respectable clean cut person who has it together to manage
1: the affairs and, of the capitalist ruling class. Wait for it is. Is Biden that? no <laughs> hell no are you kidding we, i mean it's almost laughable no
2: one takes i mean it's almost laughable they should be taking him seriously as a threat oh my god absolutely but no one is taking him seriously oh my god and it's just like man so let's move on we got th- the, we got three more things we the, got three more things the let's handful
0: of politicians with an iota of decency perhaps are the ones that are being uh, attacked with just the grossest yeah. Yeah, yeah, vile yeah, yeah. language yeah, yeah. and racism i didn't
1: even defend them i don't even think biden no. defended them no no i um, mean he probably did it in some way and yeah, you let's,
0: had, let's dig into this. Yeah. yeah let's, get,
1: let's get... So yeah. what
0: am I referring to? Can you pull it out of my magic bag,
1: John? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, no. You, you have a magic bag yeah. And that I need to pull something out of? No. Um, we're, so... <laughs> we're talking about the racist attacks on the Democrat squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, The yeah. squad. Well, we've kind of already talked about that. I mean, but the thing is, is like, the thing that, I mean, you know, it, it's odious, right? And it's, it's straight out god for so long now the media has been like oh trump is racist trump is white supremacist it's like ridiculous yeah
0: why are we still debating yeah, this yeah. in 2019 so
1: now, now after he goes after these four congresswomen and tells them to go back to their country and three of them were born here right no <laughs> yeah i think three of them were born here i mean it's just um it's 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 just it it is it's dangerous Do you know what i mean actually i mean well, you know, all getting think, death threats and he, here's the thing oh yeah and here's the thing like Like um, Pelosi enabled it I'm not going to fully go into it It's just straight up Like who started attacking the squad first She started attacking the squad Because they didn't pay They didn't vote for the money for the border security, the bill that went through Congress. Every other Democrat in the House voted for it, including Chuy Garcia, who's here in Chicago, by the way. Yeah, yeah, who's said, at an anti-Ice fam- ice protest. My, my Chicago family. Oh, he was at the, anti, he was at the detention He's, camps protest that we were at, Gosh. and he literally said we needed to fund ICE. After funding <laughs> ICE. <laughs> oh, my goodness. goodness. So these four people courageously, honestly, stood up, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, they, they also have the platform to do it, but Pelosi attacked them and ridicule them said you what are you you have four votes you don't have nothing i've got the re- i've got the party you don't have the you got you maybe you got that twitter thing that's what pelosi said. sure yeah yeah do you yeah, know what yeah. i mean um you don't what do you do in a struggle do you do you attack people you're actually allies with during your struggle against racism or supposedly allies with do you know what i mean or do you isolate them from your group you isolate them from your quote unquote group and it's not really a group you let the right wing you, you leave them you leave them vulnerable to the right-wing attack. Pelosi enabled Trump. I mean, Pelosi and Trump, we talked about this before. Of course, they talk differently. They're from, you know, whatever. They talk differently. Their, their commonality, commonalities are actually, I didn't say commonality. Oh, I, I, I just said it. You said it correctly. They actually. You have fine diction, I mean, John. we don't want to, thank you. We, we don't. I don't want to beat this into the ground because obviously, you know, saying Pelosi equals Trump is, you know, I don't know where you're going to get with that. But sure. you know what? Pelosi equals Trump. Sure. And what did that result in a way? And what did did her words and her actions
0: result in? But people, you know, thousands of goons chanting, send them back. You know what I mean? If you take a look at Ilhan Omar's, uh, anything that she posts, if you peep the replies, I don't recommend that you do this because it's just really bad for your mental health. But you just see some of the most vile language and just racism, just overtly, you know, pictures of them just sending pictures of these awful racist caricatures at her and all of this and and conspiracy theories that her husband is her brother. And it's it's awful. Well, well,
1: you know, Trump, like, thank Pelosi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for rounding up the Democratic votes for the for the border security bill. Um, the other thing I want to say about, was, Vex, what you just said, I know this is kind of going long now, but uh, people really need to, I, you say don't read the, the, the tweets at, at Omar, and I, I kind of agree with you. But on the other hand, I mean, people really need to understand the scope of the country and places where a lot of us are not. A lot of us are in urban areas, right, for example, right? where you don't expect people to like point a finger at you and say, make America great again, which happened to me on the train after the detention camp things. Yeah, and what did you say to him? I said uh, "I said in a really loud, firm voice, F- you. There you go. Yeah. And as he was walking out of the train. Yeah. But there's so there are millions upon millions of people who are um, being organized around um, the racist offensive. And we need to do two things. We need to stand up against it um uh firmly and as a you know as a united front and secondly we also we need to we actually do need to have a strategy of reaching all the poor white people that they would like to organize um you know there's a lot of poor white people there's a lot of white workers in this country and there's no reason why we should just leave them to the white supremacists
2: what was that quote um the historical unity of ruling classes is realized in the state there you go so you can talk about uh how these people have maybe like rhetorical mm-hmm. differences, but their interests are essentially the same and they're going to let these people get attacked because it serves their purpose. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Unless they feel like they have, unless they feel like they have to break with, uh, you know, someone like Trump in order to save their own yeah. to hide. I mean like really break with Trump. I mean, that's the whole thing about impeachment. Not. I mean, they, you know, people impeached Clinton, do you know what I mean? And, but are not going to impeach Trump, you know, in Washington. I mean, I'm not really, I don't know what impeaching Trump would do, but. Okay, it has um, pens. But it's just interesting yeah. that they won't even use like the process that they have.
0: So moving on, uh, we've got a photograph of three U- uh, University of Mississippi students posing with guns beside a bullet pocked uh, marker for Emmett Till, who would have been 78 this year. Um, yeah, yeah. And this is part of a larger, as we were saying, larger phenomena or phenomenon.
1: Phenomen- well, people are being emboldened. Absolutely. You know?
2: Can I read this CNN headline? Read it. This is the article that they've posted. The Emmett Till Memorial, where the frat students posed, is gone. A bulletproof sign will re- re- replace it soon. Just Bulletproof sign. I mean, that tells you a lot. Yeah. And, and you ne- have to put a right. bulletproof
1: sign. And the next, um, in like fact, you were saying this before we started recording, that the, the next celebration of Emmett Till, not celebration, but commemoration of of Emmett Till's lynching, is going to have like armed security or something like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, let's not just say like wow. Let's just say there needs to be consequences for this stuff. If Trump, if Trump is this, this is why there needs to be a real resistance, like to racism, sexism, and homophobia, and not this other you know stuff that the Democrats are throwing at us about Russia and other stuff or the 2020 elections. There need to be a real resistance because people are feeling emboldened. What human being would go to Emmett Till's memorial? with a weapon and take a picture.
0: Not only take a weapon, but fire at that memorial and pose I mean, for it. I mean,
1: there's a, so there's a human being that in some way thinks that that is okay. That can't just be tolerated. That can't be listened to. You know what I mean? We can't be thinking in terms of like everything is going to be okay if we just have moderation and dialogue or get back to some idyllic form of America or whatever that is that the Democrats is which is eerily like what the Republicans are saying, right? Right. You know, we just need to get back to the true America, whatever. You know what? Those three middle-class college students taking shots at the Emmett Till Memorial, that is American as anything else. That is American as anything else. And workers and oppressed people, we need to stand up to that. And we need to actually fight that. And there needs to be consequences. Right, I think they've been. I think they've been suspended or whatever. they were right? suspended from their frat, but not for, from their school. Well, I was just reading this. I mean, people who do that actually need to be. Those are some people that need to be like arrested or, or talked to by the authorities. Like they need to be sat down. I mean, I'll say even reeducation. Sure, yeah. I'll say it. I mean, you know, we should give human beings the benefit of the doubt. I suppose. I mean, anybody can reform or change. I mean, we're Marxist or whatever. But there needs, to, there needs to be stood up to, and there needs to be concrete things, concrete consequences. You know what I mean? Concrete, edu- like mandatory educational stuff. You can't do that. You cannot do that. I don't care who you are. You can't do something like that.
2: Well, it's it's weird because, like, I'm reading this article here. Am I going off too much? No, that's Go good. Go for it. Um, the, what is this called? It's a commission. It's the Emmett Till Memorial Commission. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. And... So they uh, they're asking local authorities to launch an investigation into the student's photo. Members said they don't know whether the students damaged the sign. So the sign is shot. They're standing with guns near the. Oh my gosh! I mean, okay. But we don't just know. imagine what yeah. would have happened if this were a Confederate monument, and people shot at a Confederate monument. It was two summers ago. People were there was a a, oh, yeah. a rash of people like
1: pulling them down. Sure, and people were getting arrested for that. Oh, people have went through a whole thing, yeah. And like, w- these kids should... I mean, I'm being serious when I say this. I, I understand where people, like, we have a carceral system, it's racist, and nobody should be arrested, nobody should be in jail. Mm. There's a few people i put in jail. Well, I mean... i put a few people under the... I mean, anyways. Well, I mean, people who are responsible for the genocidal war in Iraq? I mean, jail. Yeah. I mean, these kids, honestly, I mean... You're eating sh- gruel for the rest be, of your life. They should be, you know... If there was any justice in the justice system here, though these types of things would be stopped immediately because they are very very dangerous because they spread. Yeah, they cause that, spread. what does that say to someone in this else? country
2: they spread. That wants to do that. Like if you don't get punished for this, then Well just no look at what's
1: happening. Remember we did the whole blackface thing here at the school in Chicago in Flossmore, right? Yeah. The white kids were just like they were brought to school with like basically armed security guard, the, the police were their security guards. Yeah. So that they wouldn't get hurt.
0: And this sort of relates to, I mean, the the case of Emmett Till. We had a white woman framing a black child, you know, saying that she, he was dog whistling at her, not, he was uh, uh, howling at her and whistling at her, and that resulted in, in his lynching, which we kind of had an idea that that was BS, but we found out years, decades after the fact that it was all false, and that she came out as an elderly woman, which, he never got the chance to be. He never got the chance to start a family. You know what I mean. He never got the chance to grow old and have a a, a fair life. You know what I mean. But instead, you know, just we have this memorial that's being being consistently vandalized. But yeah, she yeah. came out against that and weaponized that. Um, and so in that we have the Central Park Five. And why is this? Well, we had why is this relevant? We have the uh, victim who was genuinely who's actually they're a victim oh, no, yeah, go excuse me she wanted to have all of the evidence reopened and have it sifted through and stuff like that even though we know at this point beyond a shadow of a doubt that the central park five were
1: innocent and why are we talking about this because we're, the we're trump talking,
0: administration yeah that we're talking about capital punishment and the trump's uh trump's administration wanting to reopen this and and go gung-ho on well, this federal capital punishment right. that's right
1: yeah. and and the reason why they're doing it is to say to their base like we can, we can begin uh, legally lynching black people and others in this country. If we're to be totally blunt about it. I mean, there's a bunch of, I mean, I think we're running a little late, right? There's a bunch of stuff about this, right? Well, that it we relates to the Central about. Park Five because right, Trump took out right. that ad. Right. And he wanted to kill these the people. Ad? He, he back, wanted to
2: execute these people. Yeah,
0: he said, bring back the death penalty, bring back our police. And he made a whole appeal that was in the New York Times about it, like a whole page long. The right, New York right. Times was like, thumbs up if you got the and
2: money. Th- and
1: there were billboards. And there are billboards. He was doing it. In- yeah. It was um, ridiculous. And so, he said there had to be hate. So look, I mean, here's the thing. You can kind of catch it in our tone. We wanted this to be the, the theme of this uh, podcast episode. The, the racism that is on the rise and the Trump administration being in power and really being a conduit for it, you know, um, you know, m- partly maybe for Trump is using it to as a demagogue to, to gather more power and stay in power and get reelected. You should be angry at this. We should not be passive about this. We should be active about this. We need to be organized about it. The only thing that can shut down white supremacy is a mass movement. And honestly, the growth of the socialist movement, a revolutionary movement, a militant fighting movement, also very central and helpful because socialism can unite, actually unite people against white supremacy. It can unite people against the capitalist class and the capitalist class that is complicit, completely complicit and completely enabling this and has a long history of employing white supremacy and in order to maintain and build its power, this capitalist class, both here in the United States and the world, right? So... We should not just be spectators. We need to be active participants in the struggle against white supremacy, and it needs to be shut down. It can't be reasoned with. It can't be talked with. It can only be met by the organized force of workers and oppressed people. We have a lot, to, a lot of work to do, but this is a priority, absolute priority, right? Rallying around immigrants and defending them and marching with them and being with them. It's an absolute
0: priority absolutely and i think that's a good place as any to
1: end this week's news and views news and views well news and views news and views and now a word from our producing organizations
3: crashing the system is produced by answer chicago in the chicago branch of the party for socialism and liberation answer chicago is the local chapter of a national organization act now to stop war and end racism that's dedicated to building a nationwide, independent, fighting mass movement for real change. You can follow Answer Chicago on Facebook and Twitter, or check out the website at answerchicago.org. The Party
0: for Socialism and Liberation believes that socialism, the collective ownership of society's wealth and rational economic planning, is the solution to the environmental crisis, endless war, racism, and all of the evils of capitalism and class society. We believe that in order to achieve socialism, a society of equality and plenty, we must have a revolution. The old order of competition, alienation, and oppression must be replaced by a new world of cooperation, sharing, and real equality. We have branches all over the United States and many friends around the world. We are building a party of revolutionaries to help make the people's dreams of peace and prosperity a reality. We hope you join us either as a member of the Party for Socialism and Liberation or as a friend in the struggle. You can follow PSL Chicago on Facebook and Twitter or our website at pslweb.org. Ah, another calming session.
1: Very communist don gross don, hey everybody welcome hello don hello thanks for having me you don't have to be all that calm if you don't want to be Nah, i'm just i'm just doing a bit I'm, i might get worked up during this worked up well what? worked up about
4: what what's going on don well our access to clean drinking water so um this summer we're If you've been listening, if you're a real old head of Crashing the System. (laughs) (laughs) um, If you're a Crashing the System fanatic. um, You'll remember that um, last summer we engaged in the Let Out Now campaign. um, That's right. Because in Chicago, we have lead access lines, which is the line between, you know, a house and the main line, to, like, freer water. And we launched the campaign in order to get those lines replaced. how many of those are still on the ground in Chicago? Hundreds of thousands. About 400,000. Yeah. And last year it came out, um, we were concerned because they are replacing a lot of the main lines in Chicago, that those would shake it. And last year it came out that not only the replacement of the main lines, but the replacement of um, these smart water meters they're putting in um, did disturb the lead lines, and it resulted in... Um, of the lead kits that have been tested, um, 13% of of this testing had higher lead content than would be allowed in bottled water. And 7% had three times above the federal limit. So there had been a bit of an update recently about this where the new Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, has canceled the installation of the smart water meters. um, Finally. Um, well, she had
1: to do it. Yeah. Because the evidence was coming in. I mean, people had, people had heard about this because it was either leaked or revealed by the Emanuel administration after the fact Yeah, that um, these meters that were being put in when they were testing the water in those homes, they were finding lead. Yeah. So it's been a problem for a while.
4: Yeah. And we found out, I believe, right before Thanksgiving. So. The manual administration basically like needed to tell people because otherwise it would blow up. But they, of course, found when nobody was really paying attention, right? Because they had a lot more to do. And during the campaign, um, Lightfoot did say that they the city needed to like tackle the lead problem, but it was in a very like not direct manner. It would be allowing utilities to use ratepayer money to replace the pipes or to like maybe give a tax break or like a low interest loan to replace the pipes Mm -hmm. which really you know the city mandated that these pipes be put in up through the 1980s um and it should be the city as a whole that you know takes on this effort
1: to replace all of those Mm -hmm. pipes absolutely Mm -hmm. well look i mean there's a big problem everybody knows about it and nobody's doing anything about it it needs to be done and there's legislation in springfield that hasn't gone anywhere, as far as I know. No, um, there are aldermen here saying that we need to do something about it. Um, Preckwinkle, who was the runoff opponent in the mayoral race here to yeah. Lightfoot, said that she would she would replace the the lead lines. She had a plan for it. So it's everybody knows about it. It's in the air, but still nobody is doing anything about it. And how? What level of lead is safe? We know for sure that there's lead. All up in people's water in the city, and what level let us say? That's it's like none.
0: asking how much radiation is safe. There's no amount that you can be exposed to that won't 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 uh, bring about really noxious effects. I mean, this you know, is especially a, in children and infants.
1: Yeah, this is a huge. What's the right word? Um, not controversy. This is a huge, what, what's the right word? It's not controversy. Travesty. It, problem. Travesty. This is a huge problem. I mean, this is a huge, um, I don't know. I can't even think of the right word. It's just so huge. He's just yeah. so fed up about it. And I am too. Well, it's not even that. I just can't find the right word. <laughs> I, and I think it's it's on yeah. the, t- the tip of my f- frontal lobe. I think it's important
4: because you do see like the Sun Times coming out about this, the Chicago Tribune, which is by no means a progressive paper <laughs> saying that this is an issue. Oh, and they've
1: I, all editorialized it, yeah. they've got to go
4: out. Yeah. And they, like straight up. And I think it's important that like, you know, we have a genuine like movement of like working class and oppressed people, like making our voices heard, so they don't just, you know, pass a law where it's like you'll get, you know, a tax break on your home if you pay to do this yourself and then they say the issue is solved. We need to right, be out right, right. there demanding, right. you know, like the, the, lead, the lead pipes out. And like it's a really physical thing that we can like see the result of and we can do.
1: Yeah, we need to renew this campaign. If you're listening and you're affected by lead in any way in the city or the outskirts of the city, contact us. Um, our website is leadoutnowshy.org for this campaign. Um, and there'll be other ways of contacting us on Facebook. We're, we're actually starting a Facebook page for Let Out Now. Um, we want to do a lot more things with the campaign. So just be sort of prepared, right? That we're going to be unveiling a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff for this campaign. Absolutely. And I think we can look, you
4: know, just right outside of Chicago to see what, you know, we are having the effects of like lead in our water right now. But if we look at the suburb of University Park, which just these past few months, um, they have had their water shut off because they have had, you know, such a dangerously high amount of lead. It's basically a flinch situation. Oh, wow. Yeah. University Park is a black majority suburb um, a bit south of Chicago. And even right now, there's like 1,500 people unable to use their tap water because they have the same issue. They have these lead pipes and they also have these lead connections between the copper pipes in their homes. And they are administered by a private water company. Um, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Aqua Illinois, which is a bit different than Chicago, but it's not like the Chicago um, government when it comes to water is being very open. Um, And they had a change in basically the chemical makeup of the water they were putting through similar to Flint, where they changed the water going through the house and that, corroded all the lead pipes and basically released lead into all the lines and that same situation could occur in Chicago um, and you see the effects like this, lar- this large community of is unable to like literally use their tap water to cook, to clean um, and it just, you know it's poisoning people and the company is avoiding any sort of um, oversight they're not showing up to community meetings And we really need to, like, take action to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Like, people said that after Flint, and it keeps happening.
1: Well, this is such uh, a—it points something out, I think, very essential. So you have a water system, or water, which is so essential to, I don't know, human existence. Like, we need to have some type of way of of managing— water uh, of providing water of organizing the water system and many other things so central so central and here you have a situation where an accumulative historical of historical sort of um, uh, pollution and 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 toxins being introduced into the environment you have the the water system itself uh, having lead in it and other metals that are not Safe for consumption. Um, it, all these things are built up, right? And point to, you know, one really honest, honestly basic fact is how it's organized. In whose interest is it organized? It's not organized in the interest of the people who actually need and must have the water. Yeah. It's not. Um, and we've gotten to this point where this problem all across the country is so big and has been exposed. Right. We're talking about a really need to, uh, reinvent, uh, the entire water system in the country. Right. And so you have someone like Lightfoot who got a lot of money from rich people. Um, she was not in any way shunned by the wealthy of the city in terms of like the mayoral race and, you know, she's hedging on the, on the lead thing. And there's really kind of a just out and out conspiracy to conceal. I mean, you know, I don't think I'm making it up to to really try to not do anything about this.
4: Yeah, they're on the record of saying um, um, Chicago officials that oversee the water that they don't want the that information to come out no, because they, they, they don't want to, oh. you know, and that when they say a little bit, they say they don't want to cause a panic.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, what kind of excuse is that? Like, we don't want to have public understand what's in their water because they might overreact? Well, screw you. Yeah, how about if you don't want to panic, you just fix it? How about that,
0: yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. if people are if people are justifiably outraged, I remember the outpouring of support that we'd received from this campaign last summer when people were just like what, let out now, absolutely, and it was just mm-hmm. done. You know what I mean, and people were so gung ho about this. people who um, generally weren't weren't really involved so much or really politically active were absolutely just like, "Yes, yeah. I want to sign up for this
1: well that's why we're 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 uh reimagining and reigniting this campaign, part of it was we thought. Um, Mayor Emmanuel is going to that we could get some he- traction on this important issue because Emmanuel would be possibly up for reelection and we'd really be able to hit hard at him um, and we'd be able to fix this thing like those things sort of colliding we'd actually be able to get some headway because this is a very it may not be the easiest um, campaign to to I mean it's contradictory because of course almost everybody is for what we're talking about yeah But it's such a large project that it seems almost like how can we really, really do that? Um, But when Emmanuel said, I'm not running, uh, you know, because he didn't want to have losing the mayoral race on his resume, which was, you know, quite a quite a possibility at that point. He didn't want to risk it. So it was harder because you have a lame duck mayor and the mayor has so much power in Chicago. You can't really physically get anything done without the mayor uh, being pressured to do so. I mean, seriously. But now we have a new mayor, right? Um, and it's kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, I think it's appropriate to re-raise this and put pressure on City Hall to get something done. Yeah. Absolutely. We need to strike. We need to strike at the the powers that be.
4: Yeah, and I think kind of going off the idea that um, we need to like reorient the system to like put the people that need water first is that um, we're right next to... With basically the biggest freshwater lake system in the world and part of the reason that the water in these great lakes has like become cleaner over time and is still pretty clean is because there's been like a struggle for environmental yeah. justice there and there has been a lot of investment to you know clean up and keep the lakes clean like chicago right now is on like a multi-decade project gets called the deep tunnel project and it's like over four billion dollars to make sure like less sewage goes into the lakes and i i think it's sort of amazing that like i think it's a good thing but we're spending billions of dollars to have this massive area of clean water but then when it's you turn around and say well can working people have access to that water to drink and it's like
1: well we don't have the money see why is that tunnel a priority why is it a priority because Lake Michigan is a massive tur- tourist draw for people all around the I mean people all around the world come here, right? And one of the things that they do is that they advertise the Lake Michigan beaches. Like not just in Chicago or or, or tourist destinations all up and down the coast on the west side and east side there's nothing but tourism. Are y'all following me? Yeah. And also there's like fishing now. You can kind of, you, you know, people do a lot of fishing in the lakes, right? They stock the lake. And in order to, for, to make that more appealing for people fishing, which is, a, I think, a billion-dollar industry, right? Um, you know, with licensing and everything else that's involved, um, you have to clean the water. So what do they care more about? They care more about profit than they do people. I know it's like we keep saying this, and it's maybe it's overly simplistic, but... I mean, it's the reason as to why just, they cleaned yeah.
0: out uh, Millennium Park. You right. know, when they, when right. they were uh, assaulting black teenagers who were just
1: chilling. And I think this is something, maybe we can just go out on this. We need to bring this up. Cause sure. Because Don said environmental justice. I mean, for us, this campaign is important because, it, you know, the the way that the water is organized is racist. Sure. I and mean, we even had that scandal, and I think we brought it up before, where water department employees got fired because they were they were actually emailing racist stuff to each other about people in the poorer neighborhoods and the black neighborhoods here and the 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 water company itself or chicago water system they totally treat people they they treat people black people poor people working people they treat them like you know second-class citizens you know i mean people who live in the richer parts of this city the wider parts of the city have cleaner water that's racist yeah and that's, I think, another very important reason, a vital reason for this campaign.
0: Yeah, think about that. If, if you are unite
1: people. If you're a poor and working class person, if you're a black person on the south
0: side, and you're already struggling with the police presence in your neighborhood who they actively disdain you and treat you as a second class citizen because they're not from those neighborhoods. You know what I mean? And, and you have that and now you're dealing with lead poisoning now and you don't need health care. You don't have access to to the necessary care to deal with that.
1: Well, that's an interesting thing you said, because the last two years of the Emmanuel administration, or four years, their whole idea was that they were going to make cops more representative, and it just came out. They completely failed. They completely failed. They, They underwent this campaign to try to recruit, quote unquote, more black people. Did they? No. The percentage of white cops has actually gone up. It's gone up.
0: I wonder why that's uh,
1: the case. All right, well, we're getting the this is time signal from our, our wonderful uh, engineer, engineer Will. Will. So we're going to close it right there, Don. Don, thank you so much Yeah, for thanks for having us. me on. All right, letoutnowshy.org. Letoutnowshy.org. Visit, sign the petition, share, and spread. Get involved in the campaign. See you, Don. See ya. Thanks, Don. That's it for this episode. Make sure to
2: spread the word, share, tweet, or subscribe to us on Patreon. Actually, definitely subscribe to us on Patreon. Yeah, do it. Catch our podcast every week on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere else podcasts are found. Join Answer Chicago and the Party for Socialism and Liberation. But even more than that, join the real resistance to this racist, billionaire-dominated system that would rather fund endless imperialist wars than feed the poor. Thanks for joining Crashing the System. My name is Will. Vex. Vex john and myself may be done with this episode where we are in no way done organizing to crash the system and build a better world from its
1: ashes take care peace take care my friends bye